running to Babylon Run all the way to Babylon Meet you there in Babylon You're listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Live Band. Each week we take around off speed to athletic sport, occasionally at the OPC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Kruger. Welcome to the nation's top rank off speed podcast. It remains in quarantine for reasons. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Uh, <laughs> lots, lots to get into, lots to cover, lots that you didn't have a whole lot to do with last week, buddy. Yeah, no, none to do with, actually. Well, how's your health? I, I mean, I feel fine, but I guess you could argue it's been better. I mean, give, given that I know what your day-to-day lifestyle is like, I can't imagine that it's been a lot better. My day-to-day lifestyle, what, what do you think that consists of? I mean, general dirtbaggery, pretty much. All from my living room, though? Well, no, just in general, like during the best of times. At, at your peak, it's, it's mostly <laughs> dirtbag and dirt, and dirtbag adjacent accoutrement. <laughs> Oh, boy. We began with homecoming last week, a moment that was highest of highs, lowest of lows. Uh, disappointment, I think, in that outcome. But uh, Draylon Ellis, he's really good. He's good at football. He is good at football. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying everything the Draylon Ellis era has to offer so far. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun, uh he can run it a little. He can throw it a lot. Keeping plays alive with his feet, I think, has been the most fun part. Like, there's never a time that he drops back, defender swarm, you're like, well, he's toast. Next play. All of a sudden, there he goes, popping out of the pocket, sprinting, lofting a bomb downfield to Benito Harley or D'Angelo Wilson or Eugene Mentor Jr. or C.J. Evans or, or, or. It probably does help to be – a quarterback with those weapons around you. I, I think what surprised me the most was that 300-yard game when I texted you during the game on Sunday. I was like, hey, do you realize that Javon never threw for 300 yards last he season? He did. Not last season, but he did his freshman year. That freshman. was the last time. But the fact that he didn't do it last season is incredible. It is. I mean, it's – you, you could have knocked me over with a feather. Since my, Javon in 2016. My initial reaction when you texted me was just, no way. We Something's, uh, something's up, wrong with the system. Something's wrong. Let's, let me go back in and look. Oh, you're right. 100% right. No, Javon Craig, the last governor to throw for 300 yards as a freshman. Not I mean, when he set every offensive record that you could actually come up with. In two weeks, Traylon's thrown for about 500 yards and 10 touchdowns and one interception, which – like a 50 went up, like if you average it for the first two games, it was like 90-something. It was about 150 the last two games. The efficiency was? Yeah. Yeah, um, he would be leading the OVC in a lot of different uh, stats if he played more than just the four games so far. 
So uh, he's the first OVC player to repeat as offensive player of the week and newcomer of the week in back to back week. He sure is. He sure is that. Uh, I talked to Kyle Schwartz, and apparently, um, back in the day, there was a sort of unwritten rule that if you were the offensive player of the week and there was a comparable performance, you would not also be accorded newcomer of the week honors, which to me seems fairly uh, crazy. If you're the best, you're the best. But, you know, each their own, and I'm glad Draylon's uh, set some of these records, even even in a loss, even in a high-scoring loss, even in a hotly contested and very passionate uh, physical loss. But the governors will... uh, it's that one stung. Saturday stung. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you could tell from the reactions uh, post game. You could tell from uh, a little bit of talking to players on the post game zooms. Uh, they won't. They they're going to have this game circled come fall. Uh, I'm I'm excited that we get another opportunity against UT Martin, and we got to wait an entire actual year to do it because fall football hooray! And we'll get to that Three schedule months. later. Wait, in like what? Three months? Uh, yeah, something in that. Just well, about. probably not three months. That's June. Okay, like six months. That's a little closer. It's at least September. Okay, whatever. And your grasp of the Gregorian calendar continues to impress. <laughs> Men's golf got a dub this week. An exciting match play victory against Western Kentucky up in Bowling Green. Uh, two matches. Do what? Why was there a trophy? I don't know, honestly. Okay. We got up there, and uh, you know how when we were down here for the one at Clarksville Country Club, it had poured rain the night before, or there was a frost or something. I don't remember, but we just sort of wandered out. I don't even think they pulled members off the course. Like we just sort of went around the course in addition to whatever else was happening that day. They had a starter. They had galleries. They had, it was a nice day. I mean, I, I will not deny it. it was a very nice day. I Four stars all the way around for Monday afternoon. But yeah, the trophy thing, and like they moved it around the course a few times too, like on this table that had a white cloth on it. It was, I don't know. But you know what? You know what I do know? We won the trophy, so uh, take that, Wes. Yeah, we won that thing. We won that thing. Uh, two guys had to play, play some extra holes to do it. Uh, Michael Bussey went 20. Jordan Rodriguez, 22 holes. Uh, Talk about what, less than two days, I believe, after his grandfather passed away, Jordan Rodriguez sank the putt that gave the Govs the win in that one. I thought that was a pretty fun moment. Uh, you can see that, that meant a lot to Jordan, a lot to his teammates, a lot to the Govs, who, as Robbie Wilson alluded to a couple of times when we were out there on the course, it's been a difficult spring for the Govs in stroke play. Uh, got a lot of guys battling their games a little bit. A lot of, you know, this, the weather is the weather this time of year. But I think that was a, a big day and an important day for a lot of Govs who showed up and showed out. I mean, Chase Gordy's fought it a lot this spring. He absolutely beat the fire out of whoever was he was playing. I mean, did just – Did he was dog licensed? Uh, he wasn't dog licensed. No, nobody got dog licensed this time around. But Gordy, I mean, he 
beat the brakes off his opponent from Jump Street, basically. Very good for him. And Lancaster, Lancaster was playing as the one playing against the kid who grew up on the course, like has a house in the neighborhood. And like I think he stopped to get lunch at his mom's on like, the I think, I think he wound up beating four and three. I mean, he he owned, he owned. You truly hate to see it. Yeah, it was the, it was just oh yeah, your heart goes out to absolutely no one, honestly. You know who your heart does go out to? Who's that? Gino Avros in a six-hit day. Six of them. Six of them. Ty Masoni's record? One, two, three, four, five. Got to have a second hand for six. Didn't Pat? Yeah, Pat. Pat did it on senior day. A couple of other people. Pat did it on senior day against Oklahoma. I had like five doubles in that game. Yeah, that was a good time. Pat was on one that day. I remember that game. That was the day but, after we stayed up all night and lit the baseball field on fire. So everybody's got fond memories of that weekend. Yeah. Good times. Good, good times. Good and great times. And the Gubs won, right? Beat, uh, they won that one, yeah. I mean, the the, the six-hit day, you can't uh, rely on that from Abros every game, but it couldn't have come at a better time for the Gus because that helped them keep one, take one uh, from their trip up to SEMO. Need to start getting two out of three in place of losing two out of three to get back into contention for what I feel like we I feel like it's imperative to remind people every week it's not your typical uh, OVC tournament field. It's we're down to four, four, four in every sport: baseball, softball, soccer, volleyball. The seasons that you might have that will get you into the tournament most years may not get you into the tournament this year. You're not sneaking into any tournaments this year. No, nobody's nobody's getting in by the old back door this year. That is for sure. And to that end, Rachel Bradbury's overtime howler against Eastern Kentucky last Friday. She smoked that mother. I mean, absolutely. The, the ball screened. That, that, that free kick came loose right to Rachel Bradbury and that right foot connected. You know, we don't think of Bradbury as having you know, one of the more powerful legs, but after, uh, after we that, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, if she wasn't so tall, she'd probably also be doing some of the free kicking uh, now after seeing that particular performance. Uh, Big, big time win. That was a big one. Second home overtime win in a row. I thought that was uh player finally got on the scoreboard. That's important. Yeah, that's important. Uh, it looked like some of the timing and connections were a little bit better as well. Like it's starting to feel like the offense is finding its rhythm and finding its footing. And the next couple of games are going to be fairly critical if the ghosts hope to make that top four that's necessary. Or was it another corner kick goal that got us? At uh, Belmont? No, at EKU when they scored. They got us on the uh, on the corner kick goal there. Yeah, That's they did. They it was, you know, those are those are always complete crapshoots anyway. It's yeah. a, but there there is a whole lot of shrugging your shoulders and yeah, what are you gonna do after a corner kick? Especially one of our best I think we had one of our better offensive nights at Belmont even though we lost we took I mean as many shots as we have all season Claire hit the Claire hit the post once 
Um, it'd be collided with a goalie on a save. I mean, Rachel had a breakaway that she made a save. Nothing you can do when the goalie's up there just just making a save on everything. Just to yeah, if if go the goalie's got you figured out, I mean, there's not you know you, you keep peppering, you you hope you break through. Oh, oh, you don't have any more. All right, cool. Well, I'm good. I'm good. You got anything? No, no. I just I thought your I thought your uh, your super soccer knowledge might come on display at some point. But no, that's good. My super soccer knowing was on display. I don't know if you just witnessed it or not. I definitely did not. Uh, outdoor season finally got around to opening last week. Outdoor track build. Kanisha Phillips won the 400 meter. Carlin Schutten won the pole vault. So business as usual right now for the goes those two in season four even if they haven't competed in over a year we're just pole vault you we are it's it's uncanny it's been this way since i was in school like they just we get people they come in they're amazing and then we have them win golds for four years and then the next crew comes in and does the same thing and does the exact same thing and the one time the one break in there between the uh, Burgraff-Barkovich years and the Amato, Desha Hicks, Carlin Shooting years, we had an academic All-American. Just an academic All-American? Just an academic All-American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fancy, very fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of people who are just completely better than, you know, they have any right to be. Kanisha Phillips is ranked eighth in the entire East region of the 400 right now. She's two seconds up on her closest competition in the 400 meter in the Ohio Valley Conference. It is by my estimate, probably her third best event. That's quite good. That's decent. You'll take it. Very much will. We'll very much take that. Very much will take that. And so we will also take this break to step aside and then we will welcome in Hunter Schlotto of the Austin P football team. Casey, quit yawning disrespectfully. Right after that. name has become synonymous with linebacking excellence at Austin P. First came Gunner and now Hunter is making his mark with the Govs as the 2020 season stretches from fall now into the spring and Hunter gets more work each and every week. This week he is a guest on the PCAST in addition to his work on the football field. Hunter, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Doing great. I mean, to get it out of the way early, you, your brother was an All-American who was an excellent football player here and set a very high bar. How do you play in his shadow? Um, I want to call it literally playing in his shadow. I think me and him are two different types of football players. Uh, I think me and him both are good football players. Like, as you said, he was an all American. Um, I think, I just think we bring different things to the table and, um, 
you know, at first it, I was be called Little Shalato when he was at uh, when I was on the team with him, and I knew it was gonna happen, like because he was such a good player. But I just go out there and show what I can do myself without having Gunner in the back of my head. Is it been helpful to kind of have some remove and some staff turnover and things from his time to yours now so people don't just look at you as Gunner's brother and instead as, hey, here's Hunter Schlotto, the football player that we have, and these are the things that he can do and not try to put you in a box? Yeah, it has. Just the time, I guess, has been a main factor. The importance of the 36 and taking over his number, was that something you guys talked about or is that just something you did? Uh, no, it wasn't something we talked about. It was uh, crazy because in the 2019 season, Coach Hud asked me to play tight end because we were short on tight ends. And I was a fairly tall linebacker, I think one of the tallest in the room. And, you know, I said, sure, why not? And when I looked on the roster, I was 36. I said, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so it's not something you picked. It just happened. Yeah, it kind of just happened. But uh, I, I just stuck with it out because I thought it was pretty cool. You're from down the road in Hendersonville, Tennessee, right? Yes, sir. Staying close to home when it came time to choose a college, was that a, a deciding factor, or were you just going to go wherever you play football? Uh, I was going to go wherever I could play football, but now looking back on it, it's kind of nice with uh, my mom being able to come up and watch the game as it's only an hour away. Your mom is a big part of your life. Like I can remember from not just your brother's day, but now like, seeing her games, being very, very passionate about about you guys and supporting you guys, just having somebody in your corner like that, how important is that for you during not just your football career, but just life in general? Oh, it's very important. My mom, she's my rock. Uh, I love her to death, and she's just – she's amazing. During your time in Clarksville, we've had some changes. I mean – Coaching staffs, roster turnover, uh, the indoor facility that you now have. You've had to, you've had a lot of things happen during your career that could be considered tumultuous or distracting. How have you kind of kept your focus? Uh, I just adapt to the changes with the coaching staff. I mean, college football, at the end of the day, it's a business and you're going to bring in the best people or that you feel fit for that program. So at the end of the day, you just have to overcome and adapt to certain situations. You alluded to the time you spent at tight end and then moving back to linebacker, uh, similar to your current uh, mid-park partner in Jack McDonald. Did his move back and forth kind of provide a blueprint for you? Uh, not really. I knew that eventually I wanted to move back to linebacker. I knew helping out at tight end was – the betterment for the team and um so when the 2019 season ended i went and go went and talked to hud as he was bringing in tight end recruits and i was like is it a is it okay with you if i move back to linebacker because i know that i feel like i'm a better linebacker than i am tight end did your time on the other side of the ball uh give you a little bit more an appreciation for the nuances of the game and things you can look for now that you're back home at linebacker Oh yeah, it's crazy. Once you like be, once you have been on the offensive side of the ball, and you go back to your, the original position on defense you were at, you just you see things that you 
didn't even think about before. The move back put you back with Mark Powell. And as you've adapted the various regimes this season, has it been nice to kind of have that consistency at the head of the linebackers room? Yeah, it's very nice because I feel like the whole the whole team in general really liked Co- uh, Coach Powell and having him stay on the team, having just a familiar face around the facility each and every day. And I know as a linebacker group, we were really close with Coach Powell and for us to even have a chance of losing or them bringing in another linebackers coach, we were all down in the dumps. I would say, but keeping him was a huge part. The 2020 season overall, I mean, it's been, even if you hadn't had any coaching changes in the middle of it, it would have been a weird season because you had a gap from October to February. How how has this season changed how you go about training, preparing, keeping in shape, doing everything you do to be a Division I college football player? It just doesn't – it doesn't change, per se. I, I mean, it's just a different time of the year that you're you're doing stuff in. You know, like having the spring season usually would be in off-season workouts, mad drills, spring football. But um, I guess you just have to rewire your brain and adapt to these changes that, all right, I'm basically – you're in the fall season, but it's just a different time of the year. Two things come up when I ask people about you – one is, hey, we really don't know a lot about him. He's football-focused, class-focused. He's here for the right reasons, doing the doing, th- doing college and Division One football the way it all be done, head down nose to the grindstone. What, what, is, what are some things that people should know about you off the field? Uh, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty cool guy, I think. <laughs> I like to hang around with friends a lot. Um, just in any downtime, you know, go hang out with some people and uh, definitely play some uh, video games. Call of Duty Warzone was going to be my next question. Apparently that is the choice du jour right now. Yes, sir. With everything you guys are required to do for class, football, studying, when you have downtime, it seems like video games are the overwhelming choice for most of you. Why is that? I think it's just like a – escape i mean i mean for me i've been playing call of duty ever since i was little i love call of duty so having this war zone put into call of duty just like amped it up and just hopping on the game getting in a party with a bunch of your friends and just you know not talking about football or school or anything just you're just focused on something else it's nice hunter what is your favorite word Oh, uh, spaghetti. What is your least favorite word? Um, damped. Damped? Damped. Like damped. damped. Damped, got it. Who or what inspires you? Uh, my mom. What's the last book you read for fun? Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. What is your worst habit? Uh, biting my fingernails. What app on your phone gets the most use? Twitter. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Oh, I was riding around with my friends, 
and it was raining that day, and uh, he uh, spun out right in the middle of an intersection. It was crazy. What is your idea of happiness? Ah, oh, Steve. <laughs> uh, what I'm doing right now? Talking to me? <laughs> no, just living life. <laughs> yeah, also talking to you. <laughs> what is your idea of misery? Not living up to my fullest potential. What is the most embarrassing song you love? I'm a big Sam Smith and Halsey guy. So, really? Yeah. I don't think most people would. Sam Smith I'm not surprised about, but for some reason Halsey surprises me, I think. I don't know why. <laughs> Um, I lost my train of thought here. Well, there it is. How would you prefer to die? Quick. If you were reincarnated, what would you come back as and why? A tiger. Because they're the the top, they're the king of the wilderness. What might prompt you to lie? Oh, that's a hard one. I just, uh, I mean, I know for me, I just don't lie. <laughs> I just never, never, ever, ever. To maybe get out of trouble from my mom. Everybody's got one. I know. <laughs> what makes you hopeful? Hopeful in what? I'm just in general. God. What is our purpose in life? To serve God. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you'd ask our next guest? How tall that person is. <laughs> what? How what? tall that person is. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, um, <laughs> how, how tall are you? Uh, six, two and a half. Last week, Alex Vega asked, what makes you get up every morning? What makes me get up every morning? Doing the things I love. What are those things? Playing football and just being around the people that I enjoy. You alluded to you're about to graduate, uh, but I think you still have a little time left on your clock as well for competition, correct? Yes, sir. So what are your plans going forward for the next year, five years, ten years? What are you hoping to get out of the rest of your experience and then into your future? I know for sure I'm going to stay at Austin for another year and get my master's in teaching, actually. And um, for the next five or ten I either want to become a firefighter and then a part-time day trader in the stock market or uh, become a high school football coach. Teaching, what would you teach? Anything besides science. Not a big science guy, huh? No. (laughs) You're a business major right now, right? Yes, sir. And so that would be the, the day trading portion of the event? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just um, I feel like I haven't really learned any day training techniques in my classes that I've taken, because, just probably because I'm not in a 
I'm just in business administration. Gotcha. Most, most of my stuff, I feel like I'm self-taught. Well, Alex Beg seems to know uh, quite a bit about it, so he can probably he can probably set you right if you need to be set right. Yeah. Well, Hunter, I appreciate your time today, man. Thanks so much for uh, coming on and giving me a few minutes. Thank you. Thanks to Hunter Slotto for coming on and taking a few minutes out of his day as the Govs get ready for Jacksonville State this upcoming weekend, which we will get to in mere moments. Right now, March Madness. First weekend of March Madness in the rearview mirror. Casey, I believe I call that link with Christian is an upset possibility. I believe I put North Texas down as my upset lock. And I know at the end of the podcast, I posited very tongue-in-cheek that Oral Roberts was destined to be this year's Cinderella. Yeah. Also. Yeah, I, I did all that. I also, I also said BYU would go to the Elite Eight, so nobody's perfect. But I think we I should take I a said, few minutes. I believe I said watch out for USC, and they put an absolute hurting on Kansas. Didn't you also say Tennessee was going to the Final Four? Yeah, but I say that every year. Well, that was not a good move on your part, bud. No, 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 no. Did did you enjoy? Did you enjoy your your opening foray into March Madness this year? It's it's been a while. I felt it felt uh, good to have a a couple of days where all there was was basketball again. And it felt right. My new favorite team, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, and my favorite player, Drew Timmy, who went thirty and fourteen in the second second round game, I believe. You just cannot, will not stop Drew Timmy. I guess if there's a quote-unquote player that has captured my imagination, it's got to be freaking Cameron Crowley from Loyola, Chicago. He like, wishes he had Drew Timmy's mustache. I think he wishes he had puberty at some point to advance that stash game. But he's Loyola, Chicago. I He's Nicole Jokic, except for the lack of any athletic. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing about the way he does this should work. Like, there's nothing about his game that's like, oh, that's totally basketball in a way that I recognize as success. It shouldn't work, but boy, does it. I want little Chicago to lose more than I want anything else in this world to happen. Whoa, that's harsh. Why? Don't like them. Beat Tennessee a couple years ago in the first round. Can't stand Sister Jean. If I see her again, I might throw up. That's why. That's all you got is they don't like they me. beat they beat the cruddy team that I have a rooting interest in. Yep, Sister Jean's the worst. Don't want to see her on my TV ever again. You're the worst. Nope, she is. No, you're the worst. Sure. Yes. Anyway. Predictions for 
this upcoming week. Oh, I was going to ask the, uh, you know, the typical Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday format got shifted around a little bit this year. We didn't have the Thursday because we devoted the Thursday to the first four. Did you like that move? I, I did like not. Six days, so it really doesn't affect me. This is true. I guess I should have asked somebody who's had to move off the couch in the last 72 hours for any reason at all. 72 hours? I don't know how to, I guess 144 hours probably. It's more than 172 or more than 72. I thought maybe you got up and like showered or. I mean, I've done that, but like I haven't left the house still. And like I've missed four seconds of basketball. Which four seconds? Uh, the four when I went to get a dinner in the kitchen. <laughs> so I you had it timed out. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what game I didn't miss, Gonzaga. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll wait and see Gonzaga when they play a real team. This weekend, probably. Do they have this weekend? This is crazy. Uh, I don't even remember. I don't I'm either. On my Austin P Sports at the moment. Well, let's get right to it then. We got football at Jacksonville State. Not that you're going to be there on Sunday. That'll just be lots of fun, won't it? I mean, yeah, the opportunity to get up at dawn and drive to Alabama to do my job in half a year is just really exciting. Yeah. Hey, Gov's looking for their first ever win at JSU as a member of the OVC. They sure are. Final and chance. Last, yeah, last chance as well. So <laughs> better, as well. Better, better make it happen. Yeah, smoke them if you got them on that front. Uh, the the game last year, which the last year, ever. well, last year is, uh, you know, a lot's occurred. I think that's fair. I think it's fair to say that a lot's happened since then. But. It was a weird one that for was, us at the press box because no one knew how to respond to us just kicking the crap out of them. Yeah, uh, th that was a woodshedding. Like, was it 31-7 at the half? I've never. Yeah, we were all just sitting there like, you, I mean, usually they'd be joking and talking, but no, it's just like, uh, what's going what do, on here? What do we What do we do here? Our team is, uh, it's this good. Like, I've, I've, seen, I've seen us beat the brakes off of, like, Culver Stockton before, but never the uh, presumptive Ohio Valley Conference favorite. You know who threw three interceptions in the first half of that game? It was Eric Cooper. Still not good at football. I mean, would I take starter. Zion Webb is the starter for Jacksonville State. But I just want to remind I... everybody that Zarek Cooper threw two interceptions to Cordell Jackson and one to Jonathan Edwards, I believe, in the first That's half. Because right. he's not good at football. Yeah, I mean. That's all. He, he's, he's, uh, he's no Draylon Ellis. You know, I mean, he's no Draylon Ellis. Who is? Who is on track either? In fairness, he's he's not. He's, who 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 does he compare to? Who? Zarek Cooper? Yeah. I don't know. He's on the bench as a backup, so like Jim Sorgi, I guess. And <laughs> Al, Jim Sorgi just called us straight for no reason. <laughs> I'm a, a Sorgi guy because he was Peyton's backup for all those years, but like I don't know. <laughs> Chase Daniels looking over his shoulder right now, like, is it about to be my turn? All right. Before our journey down to Alabama, the Bruins of Belmont will be invading our space this weekend for baseball and softball. Coming in to our house where children live at the far end of Drain Street. Children I, live there. I mean, 
They, they are, well, I guess they're not really young enough to be my children. I had to, had to get an early start. That's not the point here. <laughs> anyway, uh, Belmont coming in for baseball and softball this weekend. Big series. I mean, both, you know, we're, we're reaching the point of the year where there's not a whole lot, you know, not a whole lot of series that you could just point to and go, that's you know, whatever. Indifferent. Yeah. Baseball it's, and softball teams both need a win. Yeah. Uh, not just anyway, soft- like a series win. Yeah, they need they need to take the series. They need to set themselves up as the 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 enter the stretch run of the season. Uh, men's tennis is going the other way. They're going down to Nashville to take on Belmont. Both on tennis teams Jacksonville State on Friday. It's a it is a festival of Olympic sports this weekend. I mean, we got both golfs running. We got both tennis teams doing stuff. Tracks up at Murray State. This is busy. Hooray. It's busy. Casey's in quarantine. Yes. My bad. I got my vaccine too. So. And all the good it did. I got my vaccine two hours before I tested positive. <laughs> the thing was, we went through all of fall half assuming because you dodged so many bullets that you had the antibodies somehow oh we thought i had the antibodies we were all kind of convinced i mean convinced i was sort of banking on it like you know what no matter what happens casey's probably not going to get it look what you did my bad it's My okay, bad. buddy. Try not to, you know, try not to. I gotta be like, I have like super immunity powers though after getting it and getting my vaccine at the same time. Yeah, you'd probably be able to like stare through walls and stuff. <laughs> levitate. Casey's gonna be able to levitate. Oh, that'll be fun. Volleyball coming out of an extended break is going to be senior daying in a way that is not uh, never been done before. It's certainly atypical. Uh, after losing the last matches of the season in the Dunn Center to S, like losing as in not being able to compete them against SIUE, they'll be down at UT Martin where they will have their senior day. The Elam Center? Is that where Martin does volleyball? I think it's where Martin does volleyball. Um, uh, actually, when we were walking in to Martin with the women's basketball team, we got temp checked outside of a little gym that looked like a volleyball only gym. Oh, wow, okay. Like, if you go up the stairs, like, where our team goes to the locker room, and you, like, go through, like, a little tunnel, you go down some stairs or something, like, I'm pretty sure they got a little volleyball gym. Good for them. I could be completely wrong, and it could have been something else, but it sure did look like a volleyball gym to me. Either way, going to be doing our senior day at an opponent's gym, which, again, that's not standard. Of, of all the oddities that, that 2020 and 2021 have thrown us, the having a senior day at the opponent's uh, arena thing is, I mean, that's that's not one I was even prepared to confront until it was here. match against their daughter, too. Oh, my gosh, that's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I forgot about a, T-Mod's daughter going to UT Martin and playing on that team. whole lot of weird happening in that one. Yep, that'll be, that'll be a festival for everyone. Soccer. You want to talk senior day or postseason scenarios first? 
Uh, I mean, we could talk about senior day. We got what, six seniors? Seven. Seven seniors. Claire, Gibson, Abby, Maeve, Ashley, Morgan. There's one Kimmer. more. Katie Kimmer. Kimmer. That's right. That's yep. seven. Yep. Uh, Going to be a, a fond farewell, hopefully, for them. Uh, hopefully leaving with a couple of dubs. Uh, big week. I mean, it's it's a big week, not just in the scope of their careers, but, like, need these games. Yeah, I don't know. We don't. I, I mean, I don't have any postseason scenarios drawn out or anything, but uh, I can tell you pretty simply looking at the standings that it's uh, when two, two dubs goes a long way. That's it. There's uh, I mean, we're at six points. The fourth team in the standing has 12 points. So uh, you're going to need you're going to need some three pointers. Going to need some three pointers and a little bit of help. Three pointers and a little bit of help. That's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. All you, all you got to have, you know, simple, easy. We close with something that perhaps heralds a return to normalcy, and that was the announcement of the 2021 fall football schedule. Casey, you're excited to play football the way God intended. Yeah, I'm just so excited. You don't need to be that way. There's no, there's no reason for the sarcasm. Here, where are we going? We're going, to, we're going to Ole Miss, right? We are going Ole Miss and Chattanooga are probably your uh, your your headliners. Well, I mean, Ole Miss is the headliner, and then maybe Chattanooga's slightly under the fold. But yeah, September 11th in Oxford. Uh, you know who's in trouble? Chattanooga. I don't want in it. Trouble is every team on that schedule. I mean, with the exception, I suppose, of SEC Ole Miss. That's a schedule full of people that probably do not want the smoke. Chattanooga doesn't want the smoke. Moorhead doesn't want the smoke so much they won't play in the conference in football. Guys have won three straight and scored a combined 147 in the last two meetings against Moorhead. Oh, that's good. Hey, we're playing Tennessee State twice. We are. One conference, one non-conference. Uh, one in Nashville, one up here. I have assurances that the one we play up here will feature a prominent appearance from the Tennessee State Band. And that That's might be the most important the part. Of the ticket. <laughs> that, that might be the most important part of the entire schedule was, okay, Tennessee State's coming up here too? Great, excellent. The band's coming too, right? Yeah. Does the Tennessee State Band have anything to do that weekend? I, I firmly still believe that Tennessee State's band could finance, if not itself, possibly the entire athletics department too, if they just rented themselves out to the highest bidder on weekends when their football team was on the road. What's I the, don't, I've never run a large athletics department with a sizable budget, but uh, Vanderbilt has both of those things. And I think they could, uh, they could use an influx of excitement over on West End during football games. What's the, uh, is that one at Tennessee state going to be at Nissan again, since we always play there? Uh, I don't know. And also we don't, always like that's i've literally I never been to the other tennessee state football stadium in the last two the only time i've gone to nissan every other time was in, at hale stadium i say we just keep playing at nissan i mean it's done it's been nice it's been nice for well no last time it wasn't really so nice stadium's nice hey the food's good the, the accoutrement is nice i enjoyed the, the uh, they gave us yeah that it's 
it's a tough lot of to be box room too. Yeah, you can stretch out, really explore the studio space, which is nice. You know what else is nice? What's that? What else is nice? Community service opportunities and those that you can find from Haley Meyer. Haley has all the community service opportunities you can use to help out in the greater Clarksville area. We're done with all your uh, community service. You should uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P. Or follow along on our official Facebook called Austin P. Governors. Shout out to our friend Robin for all of the digital media content she's doing on the, those, those platforms and uh, also whatever Eric does. And is our, uh, our guy, our dude. He's just there, I guess. Yeah, he's a, he's a dude who's a guy, just dudes being guys. Guys being Let's gop.com for dates, news, stories, case go to Bush, myself, all information, all the time over at letsgop.com. Hey, you know, you want to come watch the girls play baseball this weekend? You know what you're going to need? Um, I mean, depending on where you live, probably need a car of some sort so you can get over to the stadium. Step one. Uh-huh. And uh, then you'll need to be ambulatory in some capacity so you can actually walk or if you uh, need a wheelchair assistance, uh, roll into the stadium. Two. You know what you're going to need when you get to the stadium to get in? Possibly a, uh, a ticket, maybe? There you go. You're going to need a ticket. How do you get a ticket? You get in contact with our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Oh, oh, oh Johnny's oh, waiting by the phone right now. Old second ring, John. Old two rings, Johnny. <laughs> Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast. Five stars, five stars. If you want to suggest a guest, let us know if a local or on-campus event we shout out. Make a case for Draylon Ellis' OVC Offensive Player of the Year. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at SeniorScoreCraig19. Shout out Jayla's dad. Shout out Steve Willard. Shout out Bud Jenkins. Shout out Craig's mom. Love yourself, love each other, talk to you next week. Good darkness. I battle hard, that's how I'm made. And I may not heal from all these bruises, but I'll be better off this way. So it rushes in like a wall of water, things tend to change.